Welcome to season two of Alignment. On this season, we're focusing on tech crimes. This sounds pretty dark and nefarious, doesn't it? Well, we're not talking about deep, dark internet crimes, but rather our trespasses as business professionals and technologists. Think of them as the no-nos that you just don't do. Like, guys, put the seat down, okay? With me today is Kelly Dolan. She is the co-founder of Engage Partners and also our CEO. She's graciously agreed to help me explore the complicated world of vendor-client relations and what we can do to foster healthy, open relationships. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you, Ken. Before we begin, I thought it'd be good for our listeners to hear a little bit about you and what your days look like at Engage Partners. I'm, I'm sure they're all exactly the same. Oh, identical. I, I get up every day and know exactly what I'm supposed to do. Not really. So I've spent 26 years in the consulting services space, primarily focused on client relationship development. And so what that means to me is listening to clients describe their technology challenges, what opportunities exist uh, within their client, their environments, and then determining how, do, how are we part of the solution? How do we help them achieve their goals? And so from a consulting services standpoint, that takes on a lot of shapes from my day job. So it's, it's looking at our team and how do we continue to develop the expertise and skills that we need and then uh, becoming more and more relevant with our client partners right. and, and how do we you know, help them achieve their goals. Cool. In our previous uh, podcast in this series, we've discussed things that developers and IT personnel do that to hinder the operations of our team. You chose a different approach, focusing on how vendor partners and clients relate. Um, So why did you choose this topic? Well, in my 26 years, I've seen how consulting partners can have a profound positive effect on clients' growth and innovation and their overall financial success as a company. And where they work so so far to they they work so closely together to try to achieve those goals and so these relationships are developed with the intent of a win-win right both both organizations are achieving goals and outcomes and like any good relationship the good intentions make all the difference for successful outcomes but like any true crime stories, there's a plot twist, right? There's a relationships that are not set up from the beginning as uh, win-wins and instead win-lose or, or even lose-lose. And fostering this win-win relationship is not usually considered in the planning of these strategic projects. So as we all know, goals, objectives, a tactical environment, budget, all of those components are always discussed when a client is, is is figuring out how to kick off a, an important initiative. But then, you know, after they've achieved, okay, we know what we're going to do, then it's, okay, well, we need a bunch of resources to try to figure this out and, and help us build it. And so it's, it's more of an afterthought. It's a necessary evil. And I think that, you know, there's just a better way of, of exploring that, a better way of doing it. The vendor relationship becomes uh, a, an important part of the overall success. You know, we, we don't have enough IT staff in, in our organizations anywhere. Right. You know, we're all struggling with that. And so relying on outside partners becomes a necessity. And truly looking at those organizations as partners and not just a necessary resource uh, makes all the difference. Right, right, yeah. On my, <clears throat> on my best days, I've always considered myself a necessary evil Um, But those aren't always good days. Um, You said that that good intentions make 
all the difference for a successful outcome. How do you discern what a client's or vendor's intentions are and whether they're firmly in the win-win camp? You know, it comes down to building a relationship where trust is the primary success factor, right? So getting to know your partner's business businesses, their models, their practices, motivation, and of course their experience to support the project goals. And then for the partner, it's understanding where the client is at any point in their journey and how are they being measured? How are they being seen as successful? What are those success factors? So both parties coming together to work towards the same project outcome and they achieve success for their businesses and understanding that upfront, you know, what does success look like for you as a consulting partner? What does success look like for me as the client buying your services and, and making sure that that's understood upfront. Right. So it's, it's kind of proverbial that the road to that place that must not be named is paved with good intentions. In our case, there might be temptations along the way for clients or vendors to slip back to win-lose thinking. Have you seen that happen? And there are there steps that you can take to steer the ship back on course. You know, of, of course it happens. Uh, we're humans. And, and, you know, that's really the, the distinction for me. I don't love the word vendor. Uh, I don't. I don't love being referred to as a vendor. I I like being referred to as a partner, right? And so as soon as you go down the vendor path, uh, you you come up with this idea of well, there's there's someone to blame. There's there's someone that um, you know hasn't fulfilled the order. <laughs> You know, to me, that, that's what a vendor is about. So in times of stress on a project, it's, it's typical for any IT project uh, to have the temptation to fall back into a win-lose uh, when things aren't going well. And so it's about noticing it, you know, and, and being open with one another about what you're seeing the root causes to be and having that dialogue. Again, it's a relationship. It's right. not transactional, yeah. it's a relationship. So in that relationship, like any relationship we would have in our lives, when we see something going awry, we stop and we take notice and we say, all right, what do we need to do differently? How do I communicate what I'm frustrated by and how do we see it through to a positive outcome? Right. Yeah, in my experience, when, when I've been tempted to slip back into win-lose, when things go wrong, it's because of fear. I'm afraid because mm-hmm. when things go wrong, then all of a sudden, you know, my my immediate thought is I'm going to lose my job mm-hmm. or something bad's going to happen to me. And it's all me, 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 me. Um, so I, I think it's I think it's important when that happens to. To try to assuage those fears, what what can you do as a partner to talk a client in off the ledge again I don't want to to uh, you know keep saying the, the same thing over and over but it really does come down to the relationship Repetition is not bad yeah that's true repetition <laughs> it helps us learn yeah but you know like I said in the beginning of, of the conversation how do I understand how the client is being measured you know where where do I understand if this yeah. starts going off the rails when is that happening are they over budget are they late? Are they? Um, is the technology not working? You know what? What's the root cause? Because if I knew upfront what the challenges we would be facing and uh, how we all see that to be a, a positive, 
you know, outcome, then I'll know as we're going along, okay, well, this is running late. This is running over budget. We're not getting the requirements that we need. You know, the, the, the business is being difficult to work with. We'll kind of know those challenges up front because the client has let us in uh, to what the environment might look like. And then together we could work on a strategy of how do we, how do we overcome this? How do we yeah. get through it? And, and that's where the word partner comes in. It's not adversaries. You know, we're in this together. You know, we're in this to both achieve a successful outcome. Remember in the beginning, we said, what's going to make you successful? What's going to make us successful? And so we're working on that success together. And so when things do go wrong, because they always do, uh, the best relationships are the ones that you can get through it by having open communication and really be side by side, uh, helping to, to overcome that challenge together. Yeah, that's a theme that that our listeners should be very familiar with because we've hit that in every episode. The, okay, yeah. The importance of communication. Sure. And, you know, creating that safe environment where we can communicate honestly and directly, mm-hmm. so that we don't have to sugarcoat things or hide things or or pretend that things aren't as as bad as they are. Not that we have to paint a picture worse than it actually is, but we usually don't do that. Sure. Very important. <laughs> but, yeah. So uh, you mentioned uh, the importance of involving vendors or uh, partners, I should say. I'm learning. Early in the strategic... See, repetition. Yes, repetition. Tells you, yes, yeah. That's right. That's right. A few hundred more times and mm-hmm. I might just get you it. might get it. Yep. Um, I'm a quick study. <laughs> Involving partners early in the strategic and planning phases of an initiative. This kind of reminds me of the discussion that I had with Andrea Dressman when we talked uh, on this podcast about QA, crimes against testing, sure. crimes against quality, the, the shift left mentality. Uh, a lot of these, a lot of clients will have teams of people that are doing agile that are very familiar with shift left, but you're you're proposing a shift left even at a higher level, shift left even at the at the beginning stages of planning. What does that look like uh, in in reality? Have you seen that happen? And I've just given us an example of how, how that might play out. Sure. It's too late when the team has already begun to execute to pull your consulting partner into the vision, right? And and being mindful that we're planning all the time, right? So in, in an agile method, we're, we're not planning once and then we're executing over the next 18 months, right? There's a constant planning cycle. So you have many, many opportunities to pull your consulting partners in and bring them into the vision, bring them into the plan. Because like I said, you know, bringing them in after the fact, uh, it's, it's, it's already too late. Uh, so it's not uncommon for us to have very little information when we are about to start a project. So and this typically happens when we're asked as a partner to fill gaps on the team. So we need a you know, stronger team of developers. We need someone to help lead this project, right? So we're, we're filling in gaps of the team. And we're, we're going in day one, and we have very little understanding of the vision, of the objectives, of the goals, of the success criteria. And if the leader can help us understand what we're executing on earlier in the process, it just breeds more success. It breeds more buy-in. 
our consultants are more bought into the problem. They can they can get ahead of when they see a challenging uh, time coming down, right, and maybe get ahead of that to, to offer some different solutions. And we fully recognize that there's only so many hours in the day, right? And if, if the leader of this particular initiative, if they don't have the time to sit down and, and talk with vendors, which we hear all the time, right, and, and we get it, um, then appoint someone on your team that is a trusted source of the information. So it doesn't need to come from the leader of that initiative, but it does need to come from someone inside close to the project to help us understand what it needs what needs to be accomplished and it just sets us up for for more success we get the team dynamics right off the off the cuff right so when we're bringing someone new into the project team we can understand what environment we're walking into and whatever team members will be most successful in that type of environment if we go in blind we're just kind of all guessing right right yes um, and that's not fun. Guessing it's not. Is, and, you know, we're, I'm we, a bad guesser. Our, our, our client partners, you know, pay a premium to bring in consulting vendors, right? There's a premium on our services. And if we are only using uh, the individual that we end up bringing on to the team, we're losing out on a significant opportunity to leverage the full knowledge of that consulting partner. You know, the consulting partner coming in early on, they may have ideas on how to do things maybe a little bit differently based on what they've seen in the market before, or hey, we've actually encountered this project, you know, three times or this this problem three times before. So this is how it was solved then. We might want to try it here. So leveraging the capabilities mm -hmm. and the overall, overall experiences of those consulting partners, it's just value add. You know that that right. you can gain uh, from your consulting partners. So it seems like uh, it seems like these kind of things, uh, like you said, it's not talked about much, mm -hmm. but it's becoming more important. It seems like these relationships are critical. Nobody has the resources to do everything on their own. Um, what? Um, why, why is that? Why is it, is it becoming more important or is this just sort of like a recency bias? You know, just everything looks important at the time. But it just seems like in, in my years of experience that, that we're, uh, we're facing needs that we didn't used to face. People would just go out and hire a bunch of developers and just mm -hmm. do, it their, do it themselves. There, there have certainly been, you know, peaks and valleys, uh, but the consulting market has been pretty strong, at least for all the years that I've been in it, right? It's, it's, uh, it's a strategic way to get projects done where you don't have to hire the staff and it comes out of a different, you know, capital project budget or a different budget altogether. And, and then there's, of course, there's the struggles over the years with finding and retaining the best talent. And so relying on consulting partners uh, is something that many, many organizations of all sizes have, have done over the years. So I'm not sure that it's, uh, it's, it's becoming more of a thing than it was 26 years ago when I started. Uh, it, it always feels like it's been a strong, a strong partnership. What I think is different about it is the way that we're working. So the way that we're working over the last, let's say, five to eight years is 
more in that that team collaborative style, right? And and with the advent of, of agile and and people running their teams differently, it has become more collaborative, more relational. Whereas you know, 20 years ago when I was selling consulting services, it was a very different mix of people, very different mix of of uh, roles that they would play on a team. Today. Everyone is so integrated in the success of that project that you need to make sure that your team is dynamic and it's a cultural fit and you have shared experiences uh, for the team to be successful. So I, th- I think it's just a different way that, that we're seeing it play out than, mm-hmm. than it was several years ago. Okay. All right, so let's, let's uh, recap a little bit about what we've said today uh, and maybe come up with some takeaways for our, uh, for our listeners. Uh, the first thing that I heard when, when you were talking was that there has to be a trust relationship. Uh, if there's not a trust relationship, then when things do go awry, then there's no, uh, there's no capital account to draw upon to, to, to weather it. Mm-hmm. There might be tendencies to react, overreact. Uh, so trust is important. Terminology is important. Mm-hmm. Vendor bad, partner good. <laughs> in, v- in, Kelly, in Kelly's world, in Kelly's it may world. not matter to anybody else, but it matters yeah, well, to me. <laughs> it, if, if it matters to you, it matters to well, me. Well, there we go. Well, things can. Uh, but, uh, you know, the vendor is the, sort of, is the person you buy the hot dog from in the, the, the food truck. Mm-hmm. Um, the partner is the one that, that helps your business succeed. And you help each other succeed. So right, no different than how we're running software projects today. Right, building software is not transactional, right? It's relational. Yeah. You have business sponsors, you have team members, you have executive sponsors. It's a relational process. It's not transactional. So why treat your consulting partners as transactional? Right. When when they are uh, an important part of, of potentially the overall success of the project. Yeah. And again, that varies by size, by client, by et cetera. Uh, but typically, we, we have some role to play in, in many of these projects. And that leads right into the third takeaway is, is communication. Uh, again, we've hit this in, in every one of these podcasts. So important. Uh, if we're going to become partners, if we're going to help each other succeed, there, there's no way we can do that if we're, if we're hoarding information, mm-hmm. if we're trying to hide things, if we're trying not, not honest and open when, when things go wrong. And then uh, the last one I would, I would, I would say uh, is to the clients out there that are looking for, for partners, get them involved early in the process. Don't mm-hmm. wait until you have uh, everything uh, figured out, and now you got to go find some some bodies to, to mm-hmm. do the work for you. Right. Uh, the partners can offer invaluable experience and and expertise in helping you figure those things out. Yeah, one of the the greatest challenges that that again has it's always played a role um, in in the consulting client relationship over the years, but I feel like has become. Uh, even more so in the last several years, is the introduction of this third-party manager of the client-partner relationship. 
it is now more common than not for mostly larger organizations to have this third party in place. And for some good reasons, you know, cleaning up the process, uh, making, smoothing things out, handling invoicing, you know, lots of, lots of good reasons for it. But in places, it can also create a barrier between the client's business need and those being asked to be part of the solution. So if clients have that process set up where there is a third party that is helping to organize and, and be effective with the client partners, awesome. But don't, don't let that eliminate the dialogue between right. the consulting partner Absolutely. and the manager. Yeah. Because the, the client is doing themselves a disservice. Be- again, you know, this entire podcast has been focused on bringing the consulting partner in early, helping them understand the vision, the challenges, et cetera, being relational. Well, if you have a, a third party in between you and the person you're actually supposed to be serving, it really creates a difficult dynamic to be successful and to, to create that win-win solution. Right. And so that that's a trend that, that I'm seeing more and more. Um, it's a little bit of a bothersome trend when you're talking about a relational company trying to build relationships yeah. with you know the person that we're trying to serve yeah. so it's almost like a general contractor when you're building a house right right and you know, a lot of good to... reasons for it oh right, right. Lots I, of good I want a general contractor yeah, because sure. although it's skilled labor it's not it's not knowledge work yeah I just right. need somebody to go tell the the drywall person to drywall this room mm-hmm. you know that's that's a known quantity and right. there's no really decisions to be to be made and furthering that analogy you don't know much about drywalling exactly, right so exactly. i want a general contractor god in bless there. them exactly i don't have to right? do I, I don't need to know the sausage making <laughs> but it's very different when we're building right. products when we're building software products you're you're asking the consulting partner to come in and be the expert right so having them stay on the outside of that dialogue uh it, it just does right. the, the client anything uh, that hinders service, the yeah. communication is, is sure. going to hurt the project right. and uh, hurt the relationship well th- thank you so much kelly for for uh, chatting with me today uh, i've i've learned a ton and, you know i've really appreciated your insights and uh, the benefit of your experience and uh, and everything you've had to say well thank you ken it was uh it was a lot of fun getting this conversation going and hopefully uh the listeners learned something today right and if you did learn something we'd love to hear from you you can find us at engagepartners.com